Hello and welcome once again to this episode of the Lock In Podcast. We're recording this in a pub in the evening with all the lights on, so we're half expecting the neighbours to call the police on us at any moment. With me, as ever, are my co-hosts of this podcast, James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. James has worked in many capacities across the hospitality sector, from brewery to boardroom, and has now found the right level in his current position, mostly washing pans and peeling potatoes. They do say cream rises, James. Or is that the mm-hmm. shit settles? I'm not sure. So. We'll see by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heath, having achieved dizzying success on his own, has now made the decision to team up with James, and it's been downhill ever since. It's fair, isn't it? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy downhill, isn't it? Yeah, you could say he's rubbed off on you, Heath. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm lost. I'm sorry. And they just get worse every week, the jokes. Oh, they're jokes? Is that what they're supposed to be? I, I've, I've lost track. <laughs> I, I, I thought there was genuine, genuine descriptions of you both. For but, God's um, sake, someone tell Ed. I mean, to be fair... The only joke are the boots. The only joke, Ed, are the boots on your feet. Well, leave, leave my boots out of this. They're shocking. So, I mean, to be fair, since you teamed up, the pandemic uh, has started, so... Um, I mean, it's, it's awful. Uh, it is entirely your fault, man. So anyway, please subscribe, uh, like, share, follow, do all that kind of stuff, and uh, leave us lots of lovely comments. We always like to read them. Um, so, guys, I mean, we've been—it's uh, been a week since we last met up. So, uh, mm-hmm. how's tricks? How's things? All right. Same, same. Just doing takeaway. Fine. Nothing new. No. Keith. I was called him Keith Heath. How's the uh, how's the crep business? Well, yeah, well, uh, it's amazing because um, the two crep businesses in um, Hampstead have been shut down, uh, as everybody likes to tell me on uh, WhatsApp and other forms of methods of communication, um, and we're still open. So, yeah, it's all right, but I'd rather be selling booze than a pancake. I mean, are you waiting for the police to come knocking? Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very irresponsible oh. thing to be doing, isn't it, selling craps? Mate, I've already got it all lined up. They don't want to start a fight with me. I want the council more than the police to come because I want to have a conversation about grants. And I want to say, where is my money? I wouldn't be selling grants. I wouldn't be selling states if you gave my grant a grant. You'd like to be selling grants. Yeah, well, listen, give me my grant. I'll stop selling crepes. Otherwise, piss off. Fair enough. I'm ready for a fight. Are you not considered doing crepes here, James? No, because I quite like the council here. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> <been> really good. <laughs> I mean, one of the ones. You don't want to see James get his. Go, go on, Heath. Carry on. I just was going to say, you don't want to see James get his crepe on. <sighs> and, yeah, and my jokes are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was following the theme. Are you watching the football whilst we're recording this podcast, James? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I love, I love the fact that I've got your attention. That's the disadvantage of recording it in the evening. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only option is to be at home playing board games, I suppose. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. So, I mean, one of the things I, I noticed this week, actually, was... Um, uh, the fact that alcohol-related deaths spiked during lockdown. I mean, what, what's... Um, Probably people getting run over that are desperate to go and get some. Well, they're, they're, I don't think that's quite what they count on. I think it is. Uh, no, I is think it, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, related. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, exactly what it is. I, I, think it, I think it's brilliant because it shows... <laughs> <laughs> you think it's brilliant. But, sorry, just think about what you're saying, Heath. Lots of people have died. Do you think it's brilliant? Oh, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> what I mean is it shows you... We get the blame for everything, right? And you think alcohol-related deaths would go down, but no, they've gone up. So it shows you we're responsible venues for drinking. You come to a pub, it's responsible. You know what I mean? You don't sit on the sofa, you don't sit in the pub and do 30 pints of Stella watching the football and then a couple of Jager bombs, do you? Well, I don't know, James is doing that at the moment. James is doing right now. But no, you're right, Heath. I mean, I mean, for me, I'm uh, I, I'm with you. I think this is this is a great sort of um, advert for the. You fact think that it's pubs, great as well? That, no, the pubs. Are... <laughs> <laughs> of course, I have to say, I feel really <laughs> saddened that these deaths have risen in lockdown. I may be on my own with this one. Yeah, I think yeah, um, I, I, I think no, we're all we're all with you on that, James. And I think you're misconstruing what Heath and I were saying um, as I misconstrued what Heath said earlier. So uh, no, I mean, it, it shows that that pubs are responsible outlets for alcohol and if we'd been open would that be a different story but also people's heads were done yeah. I mean the people are losing their jobs they're looking for anything I mean 
I'm not sure. I think I'd like to think that was a good statistic, but I think everyone just. I, got it's smashed. not a good. It's not a good, and it's not something to gloat about in no. any way, shape, or form. And that's certainly not what what we're doing. But I think there is. It, it, it's that fact that pubs are um, stewards. I mean, with steward yeah. stewarded drinking is, is definitely what that licensee is all about. At the end of the day, that's. But um, yeah, I, I think sadly, that's just a reflection. But, 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 of the, the sad thing about it is, will the government ever look at the statistic like that and go, hey, actually, pubs are a good place to drink? No. They won't. We'll just get the blame all the time. Well, they can't blame us now because this was uh, when we were closed, so. Uh... Yeah, well, they'll find a way of blaming us. Well, they'll, they'll blame you because you're craps, but. So. <laughs> Anyway, well, this this episode we are going to be taking a bit of a topical look at some of the news and headlines of the week. Um, so we will pick up on some of those shortly. Listening to the Lock In podcast, so we're going to be taking a topical look in this episode of the podcast at the uh, some of the headlines we've seen this week. Um, one of which has been um, the debate about reopening. Um, there's various talk about um, obviously uh, non-essential uh, retail is going to open before pubs, which um, I'm sure fills you two with joy. No, it's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean. I can't wait to line up at Primark. I mean, why? Why? Why are they prioritising that? I mean, it makes no sense, does it? It means it's another it's another nail in the coffin. They don't like hospitality. What is the difference, really? I think we're safer. Mm. Well, yeah, no, we are safer. I mean, if you look at the queues, and and I mean, even just going around the supermarket. I know they're essential retail, mm. but you wander around supermarkets and things mm. like that. You know, it's. They're not safe environments. No, as, as we, well, we know that. Was it eighteen percent of infections came from supermarkets? The last figures that were out. Mm. So no, they're not. They're not really stewarded properly. Um, whereas we're on the ball right the way through. But we're not. I genuinely think it, we're not going to change that because you look at the evidence came out. Didn't really get the. Didn't really get the, the traction it deserved. No. When it came, you know, and I, I also think you know every morning I'm just you know kind of bored of hearing about this person demands of. You know, VAT cut, this person demands. Yes, we all know. It's like, it's like Groundhog Day, that stuff. Mm. But we just need some... Um, Sorry, some we won't write those stories. Good, solid evidence. Well, no, but you know what I mean. It's just it's just like cut and paste stuff, you know? Not you, obviously. How, 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 how I mean, dare you? But, you know, but, that, but it's the same stuff on social, really, is what I'm talking about every day. Um, but there's nothing, nothing material happening on that. I mean, the the the, the thing that was, that, that was new this week, or new-ish this week, was the talk of... Um, Again, opening restrictions, but having national tiers. I mean, what what do we what do we think about that? I'm not overly well. I... As opposed to you know, I mean, the problem we've had, the problem we saw last time was you know we'd be in uh, you know say Hayward Heath is in tier two and mm. town down the road's in tier three, so people would come out of that town to come to this. It, I mean, it, it made no sense really. No, I I don't know. I think my head's all over the shop. That really. I think just a just a route right. out would be fine. Just, just open us up. Forget the tears. Like it's just we're getting dictated to by scientists. It's mm. ridiculous now. They keep on shifting the goal. It's like it's all been reported in the news. I mean, who wants to trust the experts? Scientists had their way. We'd all be stuck at home, vaccinated, and waiting to get vaccinated, and then we'd live our lives. At what cost? These people are earning a living. They're all mm. making money. Do you know what I mean? They're all still getting paid. You can't tell them they're not getting paid right now, overtime and all that. Look at Peru, hardest lockdown in the world. Military everywhere and all that. It still went through the whole place like wildfire. Mm. You can't stop it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just think the government needs to get real. I know, you know, the country's divided and everybody's scared and there's new variant here and there's a Kent variant, there's a South African variant. Do you know what I mean? Like, where do we draw, like, mm. stop. Let's take stop of what's going on. One in five adults have been vaccinated now. One in five. Right. <clears throat> we, we, come on, what? Do we need three in five? Four in five? But I think you know if, you, I mean? if you take those one in five and then add to the one in five those that should be sheltering at home anyway, then all of a sudden you get to quite a meaningful number. And I, I generally think we're being cheated like kids here. That's, that's my biggest issue, is that we can't keep holding our breath any longer. Um, if it's another couple of months, I'm it's just disastrous. 
You know, I'm not anti. I'm not anti lockdown, but I'm anti common sense. And I think the government's taking the business out of us now. Do you know what I mean? The way yeah. they're staggering and all that. And oh, we're going to revise here. And the planet's safe. Like life isn't safe. Mm-hmm. Give us. A, do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. We talk about mental health and all that, but it's time. It's time we got on with our lives, and you mm-hmm. know, get like what if we opening in May? Who can afford May? I don't care how much money you got in the bank. Mm. You know, the business is involved. But it also shows that people that don't want to listen aren't listening. People that don't want to follow the lockdown aren't following it. And there's not really, I mean, I've been out delivering for, what's that, a month now, uh, around the town, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and into work every day, you know, as a, you know, a bit to business. I've never been stopped. And there's something, if you're going to be really strict about it, but all day I sit and listen to like souped up little you know, RS turbos going up and down the, there's an 80s reference or 90s reference there probably, but you know what I mean? These things, these big exhaust things, they're, they're not doing, they're not going to take their nan food. So there's not really, well, no, they're going to probably rob the nan, but it, it, they're not policing that. They're looking for the big parties and getting them, but there's no, I'm not saying martial law is the right way to go about it, but because it's not really enforced, but no one really, well, I'd welcome a firmer because I'd, I'd welcome people questioning what the, they're doing. Yeah, I would because if that got yeah, open earlier, James, I think that the, the scare tactics are us. There's a new variant. Stay mm. at home. Those people, the ones who are really scared, are staying home. Everybody else yes. is going piss off. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. We're yeah. like I'm COVID. I don't care. You know what they're saying? The COVID vaccine. They won't give it under 16s. Mm. So the kids under 16, are like, well, the teenagers are like, well, the chances of me dying are so remote. I just want to get on with my life. Shutting schools, how long? You know, look at the look at the cost of that. Do you know what I mean? Get their like they can't afford it. That's why Rishi's there going. You know, we need to get the economy going again because he knows he looks at the books. Boris doesn't look at the books. Boris can't even do his hair. You know what I mean? So we've got to get the economy going. Otherwise, we're all going to be on our ass. So it's a man we know now. Yeah, but I think on that though, Heath, I think that that's the thing. You can try and be careful, but if you take it one step away to the people that you're seeing even if it's work you don't really know so there's four of us here running the site you don't really know what they're doing and even if the person that they see says they're looking you don't know what they're doing so actually I think your your actual level of potential infection is a lot higher than you think mm. I think we all think we're being careful but you you don't know what the next person's doing the next person so I'm with Heath I think they've just got to they've got to let us go now I think it's too long I mean the, the, the the new variants. I mean, what, what are we concerned about those? Do we think that that's going to um, uh, lead to, you know, further but, but, restrictions? But, but, but these could go on. For, you know, we've had we had the English one, the South African one. Well, you know, well, then we get a French one and a Scottish that's one a and an Irish one. one yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? How long's it going for? Well, it, it's, it's going to mutate. It's always going to mutate. And so I we're not ever going to get rid of it, are we? That's the that point. It will. No. No, that's what they're saying. That's what the scientists say. We're never going to get rid of it. So. We've got to learn to live with it. The, the tragedy is people are going to die. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the tragedy. And this is the, you know, we've got, we've got young kids. We've got people who've got families. We've got people who can't afford to be isolated at home because the NHS has told them to do that. Mm. So we need to get the economy going. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's just, you know, and the reason is they'll keep this lockdown as long as they can because they know this is the last time they can do it. And if they open hospitality back up, they know they'll never be able to shut back. To stop it again. Well, and that's yeah. why they're going to hold out the last. I mean, you, you, you say this is the last lockdown. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm oh, interested to see because what happens in the autumn? Yeah, we'll have a summer. Everything will reopen they, and go they, some, they, get to they, the autumn. They, they honestly can't afford to financially, and for the wealth and the health of the country, they can't. People look like more people will die of suicide than this soon because it's just mm. getting out of control now. What's well, interesting? They're going to have to let it go. It's interesting because the next set of grants, I know that's a sore subject up in London where they're being, you know, they're being supported to get it, them out. Is that, it a sore subject? I, oh, yeah. I don't think he's expressed any concern about But the 15th of February. Show me the grant! Um, but the next set of grants come out on the 15th of February and you'd imagine that they would sit for a, um, between two weeks and four weeks they, tip, they typically go for. So you'd imagine, I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe mid-March we're looking at something now and we'll feel very grateful and we feel we've been given something, not closed down for a year. So I think coming nah, in March, it, it, I think... Mate, they'll give us... You know what they'll do? They'll give us Easter. Forget March. What are you going to do, March? Can you do St. Patrick's no, no, Day? No, no, I, no I, mean, I mean opening... I think they'll probably open up generally, you know, sort of um, the open up non-essentials and then we'll be op- end of March, I reckon, be my call now. I would, uh, I I would like to think Easter so. Well, I think you're, you're right. probably both being a bit optimistic, but... Uh, 
It would be. Think about Christ rising from the dead. They'll open us on. Mm. They'll open us on Easter. It's hope that kills you. Know you. I mean? you know, it's the hope that kills you, really. <laughs> I, is, and, uh, I mean, we've seen, we've had people, we, somebody wrote the other day, and then uh, saying, you know, it's the, it's the constant kind of uh, headlines of people telling you, oh, this date, that date, the other day. Mm. I, it, it, it is the hope, and, and that mm. kind of constant sort of shifting sounds that, that make it so distressing. Mm. Um, and it's different. We can't speculate on it. And, and let's face it, you know, we'll find out when the government leaks it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, which obviously being close to the government, you'll find out first, Ed, and let us know. Well, obviously, yes, yeah, best mates mm-hmm. with uh, with Bojo. Uh, anyway, okay, well, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? You're listening to the Lock In podcast with Heathball. James Cuthbertson and myself, Ed Beddington. So let's have a look at uh, suppliers. Um, we've certainly seen there's been uh, uh, a fair bit of news this week. Things like Brexit. We've had uh, Heineken has uh, has bought um, uh, out its remaining stake in uh, Brixton Brewery, which um, was uh, was there was a big hue and cry at the time when they first took a stake in that. And uh, do you mm. remember those days when actually that was all we had to really worry about was mm. uh, multinational brewers buying out our beloved little craft. Uh, not, well, those who cared about that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's your take on that, James? You've got a uh, craft beer background. Um, you are a craft beer. Yeah, no, just the way of the world. You know, just the way of the world. It's big companies trying to be relevant in sections they want to be relevant in a bit like when you're trying to grow if you know if you've got um, private if you've got money behind you you've got a private equity firm you're you're forced to look for new pubs or restaurants that you don't want necessarily or maybe gut doesn't but you, you need to show progress and i think that craft brewers and small craft brewers were just an easy way that bigger brewers could not look like a dad dancing at a wedding and they were doing kind of interesting <laughs> beers so it was a a nice entrance in so yeah that's it, right yeah, I think it, it's going to happen more it, of it will happen a bit like uh, uh, Fuller's buying a dance star no idea what you're talking no, about no, I don't know. but you do see that Marston's obviously was subject to a couple of offers haven't they since Christmas well yes we, so, we will uh, we'll, we'll come on to that uh, when we talk about um, sort of the, the general investment market uh, shortly but uh, I mean uh, is what's your thoughts on uh, on the Heineken Brixton move Heath Right, listen, it's a good time to bury your dead and it's a good time to buy stuff and never complain about stuff. Mm. The brew, the brew, you know, the, the beer's still going to be around, the brew's still going to be around. Is that a bad thing? No. People have still got jobs. So, who uh, can complain? Mm. Mm. I mean, have, have we moved on from this craft beer kind of uh, sort of concerns? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there still that sort of cling to the kind of... Uh, that, oh, that ethos, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's their four locks, and yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're just jealous because you haven't got any yeah. to turn about that. Uh, I think as, things as have all. moved on a little bit from that. I think there's been quite a few guys that have moved that way, but also you have to say your point there. You've shored up jobs, Heath, because uh, yeah. how many small brewers now are actually owned by their banks? Really, when because yeah. you know, the music has stopped, and they had a lovely time in the summer, earned a few quid, buried a bit of cash probably. Um, but this last two lot, it'd be brutal for them. So mm. I, I, I just, I, you know, we deal with a lot of brewers, but boy, when you see, you know, it, it's a, it's a, that is, they're almost forgotten in this, I think, actually, because the pubs have actually had decent share of voice. Mm. But I think the brewers and the related industries to that, what, what a kick in the watch that they've had. Mm. And they don't really have, in the same way, I don't think they have that shared voice, particularly when you look at the, um, disparate nature of craft brewers small craft brewers to have one voice I'm not sure I know there's associations but I'm not sure they've shouted loud you know been able to really get their, their point across so no I think it's it's if you've owned by a big company you have that certainty you're looking back at Darkstar now would we have got through the, this if we you know we were looking at moving to a new site and what have you so mm. no probably probably not if I'm honest and there's been plenty that have fallen and plenty still to fall so you'd have sold out to a, a larger brewery then might have done yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean we've seen Brexit as well that, that's um, that's working its way through the system and we've had the various sort of uh, issues surrounding sort of uh, import export all that kind of thing I mean Heath are you uh, are you seeing any impact uh, of that yet 
just a bit of supply chain stuff, like on dry goods, but, you know, we're not open fully, so we haven't seen the real effect of it. And I think we'll see the real effect, all operators will see the real effect when we all fire up properly and have customers in. Um, and then I think that, you know, it's all been hidden by, you know, the lockdown. But when we all try and buy stuff, I think we're going to see a different supply chain. And I think it's going to be difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently only a bit now, but stuff we can manage and we just change the menu. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't what, think it's going to be easy. What, what can you do, though, um, to mitigate? I mean, because like you said, you know, at the moment, you know, with, with everyone shut down, it, it's not a huge problem. But it, you're obviously aware yeah. it's going to be a problem. So what, what steps can you take to try and mitigate against that? Or, or can't you? Pay your suppliers. <laughs> Make sure you're the first one there. Do you know what I mean? If you've yeah. paid your suppliers and you're all up to date with payments, and that's a horrible thing for a lot of operators to say, but like if you're up to date with payments and stuff, and, you've, and if you've been operating, you know, you've kept on paying them, um, they're going to look after you first. You're going to be the first in the queue to get stuff. If you refire and you haven't paid them in months or years, you know, come up a year and you haven't paid them, they're going to be, you know, they're going to want their money first. So try and make sure you're up to date, but, you know, look at what's available. And the big problem we have in this country is people don't eat enough. We see it with shellfish right now fish, you know, um, um, everybody needs to probably rethink their diet a bit and rethink the way they write their menus, mm. you know? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the fish side you know, is, a, is a huge problem, isn't it? We've, we've seen mm. sort of uh, stuff rotting on the shell or rotting on the, on the, on the sides of the uh, docks and things like that, and, and the refusal at the moment as well to um, uh, for uh, exports of shellfish into the EU. I mean, it, uh, for you, you're a, you you do a lot of this kind of stuff, don't you, Heath? So, yeah, we do a lot of you know oysters is, is a win-win for us because we always do a lot of oysters and we do a lot of shellfish, so it's good for us. But I think the, the country as a whole it needs to rethink the way we eat. You know, look at spider crabs; they all get shipped to Spain, and a lot of stuff just gets shipped off. I think mm. we we need to get way you know get away from just like the mm. cod and haddock on the fish and chips and start looking at alternatives and stuff and the rethink langust- it. But you're trying to change. What's that? So that the langoustines from here, which is a very small percentage we keep, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of stuff. So it's going to be interesting, but I think, you know, you, you know, I like to say you, well, those who voted for Brexit really need to get behind it. Or, because or those who didn't vote at all. Now. Those who didn't vote at all, James. So. But what you were saying the other day, Heath, just about... Um, repositioning price you know where wine prices are likely to go up but there is also it'll be a year that most most people have been in the pub so there is actually an opportunity to kind of realign some pricing as well yeah it's a good opportunity time. to hide you know like not hide but just just creak your margins up and sort stuff out now before mm. people aren't going to remember how much a pint of Guinness costs when they walk in the door no so let's you know let's get on to that now uh, you think that's is that going to be uh, yeah no uh, absolutely it is. Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely I think people will be so pleased to get back in uh, and it's been so difficult. I think you can't blame a pub for just having a little look at the margins and what they're selling for. And hopefully, in this time, they've had a chance to have a real look at that as well. Yeah, but right? I think so you need. To, I think you need to look at margins because they're not going to be the same. No, everything's gone up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then you know, blame Brexit. <laughs> but, but also, your, your business is likely to be in more debt, so your actual cost of operating has to be higher. It has yeah. to be. But there's a there's there's a danger with that though, isn't there? That you'll um, that you won't you'll get that initial rush of people back, but once they kind of feel the pinch of it, they're they're not going to keep coming, well, aren't the they? Pinch, so how do you, how do you square that there. one? The pinch is there. Those who can come to the pub will be will be comfortable enough to come and yeah. be able to afford to come to the pub. And we talk about that kind of the the lines blurring between restaurants and pubs anyway. I think certainly looking at our offer, it's a fairly you know middle high end food offer. I think you can you can do that and justifiably so. I think if people are looking for discount, they'll still find that on the high street. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we've seen all the discount merchants; and they've all gone pop for good reason because the business couldn't afford for the music to stop very quickly. Mm-hmm. But that creates a, a vacuum, and that creates something. Someone will come into that, won't they? So there will be yeah. that uh, that element. But Probably the same lot doing it, but just under a prepack. Yeah, well, that's what we said before. That'll be the smart finance guys that come through this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Heath, what, so what's a pint of Guinness going to cost in your pub then? I won't say what's a pint of Guinness cost in James because uh, he doesn't have it. Fifth. 15 quid. 15, I think that's a fair 15 price. Quid it's coming from Ireland. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's coming from the EU, so we've got to get it over here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. That's f
that's disappointingly low in that case. But uh, I mean, what about oh, plus plus V eighteen? Oh, sorry. So, well, thirty pounds. <laughs> Maths, yeah, yeah, exactly. maths has always been my strong suit. Um, I mean, what about wine? I mean, Heath, you're um, you're a complete wine geek, um, and you do a lot of wine. Are you seeing any any sort of changes on not, that? Not yet. I think I think all the smart companies, uh, you know, wine wholesalers, bought up big, big before Brexit, got all docked the wheels. Mm. So that stock's going to be there for a while, and then we'll reopen and we'll, we'll churn maybe a year's with the stock before we start seeing all the prices start to increase. Mm. But um, I think, you know, we've got a while before we see that. Well, from the big guys and the small guys who carry a low stock holding, we'll see it a lot faster. So, I mean, that, that's that's going to present a problem, though, isn't it? Because whilst you can, you can as you said, crib your margins up at the moment, um, if it comes down 12 months down the line and you've already cribbed your prices up, that's going to hurt, isn't it? Or is that where you take yeah, the hit we, on we your margin? Yeah, we don't laminate it. We, we don't laminate our wine lists, mate. We, we write them on a piece of paper and we print them daily. So, you know, this isn't the sort of places you normally frequent. We're like a bit more better than that. So, yeah, we'll just change our menu. What's wrong with a laminate menu? Is that... It's because you're such yeah. a messy eater that you, you want it. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, well, you, you're not worried then, Heath, I think, judging by that sarcastic response. <sighs> mate, you know what I mean? Every day there's a new challenge in this game. You just got to roll with it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Moving on. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this uh, weekly podcast. Uh, share with your friends and like us and uh, leave us lots of nice comments. So um, let's let's focus on, again, this, this episode where we're looking at some of the recent headlines. Um, and this week we've seen uh, Marston's um, had an unsolicited approach uh, from an investment, uh, I think an American investment, uh, mm-hmm. Firm, which was was interesting. They they have rejected it um, apparently. So uh, I mean, what 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 do we think about that, guys? Um, it'd be more of it, wouldn't it? Mm. I think it'd be more of it. Expect more to come. Um, depends. I mean, if you get like the outside owners that behaved as well as Green King, then that's a good thing. Mm. If it keeps the British business afloat, albeit offshore owned, then it's a good thing. Um, but I think that's what I said a few weeks ago. I see some of the family brewers definitely going as the as the um, the younger members of the family become restless and want more of their cut. Right. So I think that's why I'd say I think that's going to happen. What, what's your thoughts on it, Heath? Yeah, I just think it's it's, it's something that's going to happen. Um, do you know what I mean? I think it's just it's, it's the way of the world right now. Um, you know. I don't know what to really say about it. Like, you know, I mean, well, we're we're unfortunately suffering uh, technical difficulties with Heath, uh, or either that or his brain isn't working. I'm not entirely sure. It's also hard to get down outside. It it is absolutely about it, Dan, isn't it? You may be able to hear it in the background. Um, I mean, uh, I guess who, I mean, we're looking at sort of uh, investors, if they're looking at the market, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I guess it's, even if it's yeah, an American I guess they see, I guess they see value. Yeah, but at the minute, I think if you're looking to get in our trade and you want to get, you want to buy ten pubs, do you really want to buy? Do you, do you really mean you want to buy five pubs and insure yourself against another lockdown or more carnage? I don't, I don't think it's time to overstretch yourself. I think there's a time for maybe there's some bargains out there, but I don't know. Those guys at that level are big distressed assets mm. and a mid, mid long term play. I think. But I mean, are they? But are they looking at this as a? I mean, this is a concern all the way through, isn't it? And whenever we see sort of big investors circling the industry and things like mm. that, you, the usual cry is, you know, asset strippers, you know, property mm. companies. Probably nothing left now. Really. All that kind of thing. I mean, is that is that something we should be worrying about? Well, I think you'll see. And Heath and I've talked a lot about this. You talk about people that, that recognise the neighbourhood pub, um, the the you know the lo- again the local thing. We've got lots of chimney pots and come away from maybe. You've had people that maybe have had brands before, have been successful, and you know, reigniting their passion for pubs and saying, "Oh, it's always been about." I know we do all this, so it's always been about pubs and trying to get themselves back in that market. 
I think we'll see some of that, mm. in my view. Heath? Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. I think when you get back in the pub, so I think there's going to be loads of opportunities, but, you know, I think people have been out of the game for a bit too long and they don't understand the market as well as they think, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Wasn't there that guy, who was the guy, Heath, that had the pub in, and was talking about how easy pubs were and then they closed down? Do you remember? Oh, God, yeah. It was, um, I like Russell Norman, so uh, Russell, if you ever listen to this, don't hold me accountable. <laughs> Russell wrote a piece in The Independent in 2011, and he said, I've always wanted to own a pub, how hard can it be? And he opened Ape and Bird in Cambridge Circus uh, with a rent of about 500 grand and rates of about 250 or 150 in business rates payable. That lasted about, what, a year? Yeah. So, yeah, owning a pub and running a pub is hard. Mm-hmm. It's, you know... You know, some people make it look easy. Some people make it look hard. You know, so yeah. But It'll also, be interesting like, how these guys come in, but with Rooney you, and people like that. But but do you remember with the the Ape and Bird? Didn't they? They had their concept and then they flicked around a bit, didn't they? They kept moving stuff, didn't they? Move it around a bit. Was you found that with the Red? You had to stick to your guns for a long time before it came to you. But you've got to be able to afford yeah, to do that. I, yeah, I think you've got to. I think you've always got to stand fast to what you believe. And I think the problem is. You know, we see this with the um, crepe stand. We get out the front, people come up and go, yeah, you know what you should do? <laughs> okay, I've been in this conversation many times in my life. You know, and my answer is, you know what you should do? You should buy a crepe stand down the road and then just do your own thing and leave me the fuck alone. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my customers said, you know what you should do? You should sell wraps. And she owns a shop next door to me, the gas station. Posh gas station. She goes, you know what you should do? You should sell um, wraps. That's petrol so, station. If it's, such a good I- if it's such a good idea, why don't you do it? Why are you coming over here? You're not helping me. You're belittling my ideas. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Why, why so, don't, yeah. Why don't you get a crap and put What's some that? sandwich filling in it and wrap it up and give it to her to sell in a, a petrol station? It's a bit, a bit of free business advice for you, though. They all try. Everybody's got an idea. You know what you should do? You know, I don't go to... Yeah, but yeah, I don't go to I don't go to my mate who's in advertising. And go, you know what you should do with the advertising company? Do you know what I mean? Piss mm. off! Like it's none of my business. Do what you want. But they all think they're trying to help you. Like you don't have a brain or an idea what's going on. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a long time. So why don't you give me a break and let me go with it instead of trying to help me with your shit ideas? Do you think it's because That's they all think I'm you? About it. Is it because they think that you, that you don't look like you know what you're doing, maybe? Is it something about the way you look? I don't know. There's that, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Sometimes I look a bit dishevelled and a bit... Here I'd look like a I think Christopher, ju- what's his name, from the um, Back to the Future, but yeah. I think the jump boots and the dungarees probably don't help that. That's it's true. Oh, I love dungarees. There's <laughs> <laughs> your Christmas done. <laughs> I've got some boots you can have. Um, yeah, but you know what I mean? I think, like, I, I think the problem with our game is everybody thinks they can do it. Everybody thinks they can own a pub, they can retire from their job, 30 years working in the same boring job their whole life, and they can retire owning a pub. They're idiots. They're not that bright because it's not, it's not that easy. This is a lifestyle. Don't get into this game if you think you can do it because you worked a couple of shifts behind the bar when you're 18 in your university. Mm. And that's the problem we're dealing with, idiots like that. We don't need idiots like that in the industry. The things they realise, uh, they, they don't realise that you can, you know, it's not about sitting in your pub at night having a drink of wine, is it? I mean... What is it you're drinking? What is it you're drinking, Dave? Well, I'm drinking a lovely Volpola Cella by Ledama. It's a Volpola Ribasso. It's beautiful. Really, really nice. Moving on, um, I mean the the, the 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 fact that people are looking to invest and, and are is it is it now the time to invest? I mean, would are you guys going to invest? Do you see the, the, the moment? Well, is it now to strike and uh, move I, forward? I think firstly that the pubcos and landlords need to get real. That there is the world's changed. You don't just go back to where you were last February and come to market with stuff. There's so much more fragility there and uncertainty. So I think if it, the problem I think is that, it's always been the problem, is that brands come into the market, new players come into the market, and they want bolt holes in London, for example. You know, big brand comes in like five guys, right, bang, London, Shake Shack, bang, London. And they pay ridiculous rents and it screws the whole market. Do I think it will settle down? Probably not. 
I think you'll end up. I think we'll end up people taking more sites that aren't pubs because when you start looking at a pub deal, very often you just think, why bother? Mm. Why bother? They want their cake. Well, we, had, we, we, we had this recently. We looked yeah. at a site. We've been offered a site. We looked at it. It looked great. This is recently, like really recently, mm. with with the pub code. We named. We won't say who. Um, went through the whole conversation, got there, and then they, they want to offer a lease. And the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use, use the lease for toilet paper. That's how bad the offer was. Mm. Now, it just shows you in the current climate, the world's gone shit. We're prepared to go in with a, a, you know, a decent offer, a decent rent offer, we'll refurb the site, we'll make it amazing, we'll trade amazing out of it, you'll have a good tenant. But they want to screw you on a deal, on a lease, that you could never really make, you just, you've got no asset value, you know, mm. outside the act. It's just, come on, guys. Do you know what I mean? What do you want? You want some kid to come in there, take the lease because he's stupid, full of beans, going to jump around, try and do yeah. the pub, and it's not going to make money. He's going to go out of business, and they're going to get someone else to do that. I thought the mm. days that had gone. I mean, the interesting, I mean? The, the, the interesting thing is we're going to see, um, I mean, you look at the, the headlines of late, you know, all these high street chains that have, mm. that have gone to the wall. They've been bought up by, oddly enough, internet uh, fashion groups that have no intention of... Uh, of running the stores hmm. um, so we're going to end up with high streets with, with huge empty units sitting on them I mean that's, that's going to open up some opportunity didn't they have a high street minister wasn't or, or wasn't Mary Porter's doing that and she was yeah something like that I think she was a Tsar wasn't she they brought hmm. her in as an advisor on, on hmm. rejuvenating the high street and I think she did actually sort of say hospitality needed to play a, um, a role in that but the, I mean the way looking at the moment it's, it's going to be hospitality it's not playing a role hospitality's doing all of it Mm. Um, yeah, be nothing left to bolt against, you know, mm. in a vibrant high street. But um, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I just think all the time there's people either coming in the trade looking for something that's silly enough to sign leases, but pubcos need to take a strong, hard look at themselves, I think, and, and, re, and rework their business because I, I don't think it's responsible, some of the leases that are out there. Mm. Um, I really don't. I really don't. I think you end up building business for them. And I know that's always been the play. You know, if you can afford a free, always say if you can afford a freehold, get a freehold. If you can't, you'll have to settle for a tenancy or a lease. I, I mean, that's always been the lower cost of entry, hasn't it? That's hmm. that's the that's the argument. But for you it. know, and, and but you look at you say the lower cost. Of entry, I get that. But I I reckon if you really stack that up, it's a case of whether you can get the money because I don't mean yeah. When you actually look at it as a true cost, if you get buy a property, you're not likely to lose a lot of money on that property. All things being equal, mm. if you look at taking one of these leases on. You're going to smash a load of money doing it up. You may fail and not have the residual. You'll just get screwed. You'll get screwed for the leaky roof. You'll get screwed for this, screwed for that. So when you look at true cost and what you could what you could lose over a period of time, I would say leases are far more volatile than any freehold play. Mm. So if there's any way you can do the freehold, you do it. I mean, that's obvious. But I think if you look at the true exposure on some of these leases, it's bloody frightening. And the lack of anything at the end of it. Just take it back. Thanks for building it. We'll have that back. So that needs to change. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, unless people are silly enough to keep doing it, and 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 pubcos are greedy enough, and I don't think it helps our industry. That churn doesn't help the industry. What you want is you want people that buy into businesses that are happy to invest a lot of time, money, and effort to make them stable. Because mm. back in the day, wasn't it? You pay a big premium, then you get rid of them, and you get another one in, and that was all went to went to, to the wall. Mm. But now there's a slight danger of that coming back in without the big premiums. Because mm. if you look at take, look at taking five thousand square feet as a pub, at number one high street, or take five thousand square feet as a retail outlet and do it next door, with a private landlord, boy, you're taking the pri- You know, you're taking that five thousand square feet with a private landlord all day long right now. I know it's not a pub, and you have to do some work on it. But actually, if you look at it, I, I don't know. Although, although the, the irony is, I mean, a lot of these uh, people have got the private landlords are the ones that are finding it challenging yeah, at the moment, and the yeah. pubcos actually being pretty pretty good. decent with that. You just there's just no they're just trying to get you everywhere. Do you know what I mean? That's the problem with the. the uh, I'm saying very broadly. Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's, yeah, it's a right like this. There's different pubcos, isn't there? Like we've seen before. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just getting right. I don't know. I think there's loads of opportunities out there, but you've just got to get the right landlord. And I think COVID's really going to teach a lesson about that. See, the first thing I'm, we're going to ask a new landlord now is, how did you act in COVID? Oh, well, I demanded full rent. I wanted this and I wanted that. Well, we don't want to work with you because mm. it just shows you, you know, you want to, you want to take a hit as well. Mm. By our Winlock site, we've agreed 50% rent. Okay, we're not open. We don't have to pay. You know, we're protected by the thing, but we're still being fair. 
you know, we're not trading at all. 50% is better than nothing, isn't it? But also, Heath, if you look at kind of how the... Uh, if, you, if you look at yourself trading within a tied lease, for example... I'm just, it's just back to your point about the residual value. There's just nothing left at the end of it, potentially, the way they're going at the minute, the short-term leases. Yeah. And, and I think they've got, to re, they've got to reconfigure their heads because the problem is they come back, as we come out of COVID, expecting the same or more rent than they had going in. And that's the nature of that beast. It always needs to have a 3% uplift every year. Mm. But here's the thing, though, that that's not going to change because if we get all these people like Rooney and et cetera, et cetera, coming into the market. Yes, yeah, yeah. Going, oh, the yeah. market, all the investors are coming. They want our pubs. This is great. We're going to live. We're going to have an uplift. Mm. We're not. They're coming in because of vultures. They're going to come in. Mm. They're going to buy up stuff, and then we're going to be like, oh, okay. They're going to overpay for stuff that's not yes. really worth the money. Yeah. And you know, it's just going to be, you know. And there we are. That's why it doesn't work. Mm. And, 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 time and for the, reset. The independent it is time for reset. The independent then is feeding from scraps off the table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, God, it's like you said. Yeah. Time for a reset. listening to the Lock In podcast with Heath Ball, James Cuthbertson, myself, Ed Beddington. So uh, we're, we're doing topical stuff this week. Uh, one of the, one of the, the uh, I think it was a survey possibly on a, a fantastic website called The Morning Advertiser um, that said that, uh, no, you're not going to bite at that. I thought you might bite. No, I'm no, 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 Okay, that's fine. Um, 76% of operators want to open with no restrictions at all, even if that uh, means... No shit. <laughs> well, hold on. The bigger worry there is, though. Yeah, what about the rest of them saying, percent. "Oh, we really love some restrictions." What's wrong with this lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, give us a restriction. I, I, I think the, the 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 finer points of this were open later with no restrictions. So you two, your alcohol deaths earlier, opening earlier with restrictions. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Fine. So, the details um, always been lost on me. You know uh, well, you're not a detailed you know person. I mean, you share that with thanks, Keith. <laughs> uh, you share that with uh, our prime minister, don't you? It's, uh, exactly. Not the hair, though. No, no, true, true. I mean, Heath, what would what would you like to do? Would you like to wait and open up later with uh, without any restrictions, or do you want to open earlier with restrictions? I, I asked one of my friends today who owns a gym, uh, a chain of gyms, and I asked him the very question because I remember the podcast thing or your questionnaire and he said he'd rather open now with restrictions because he just needs to get the business moving mm. and now part of me I would like to open with no restrictions because I don't need the headache and I'm sure a lot of operators out there just want to open have customers standing at the bar not wearing masks that's me I'd rather be doing that I, I like I can't handle I'm not I'm tired of babysitting people and you know and dealing with their political views on whether they should wear a mask or not wear a mask so I think for the wealth and the health of the nation Open us up, let us trade with no restrictions. James? I'd like to see a different survey. Um, no, I think I'm with Heath. I'm with Heath. Bang on. What you want and what you can have are very different things. I don't think there's any chance in hell of us getting open up full bore from day one. Not a chance. I think we could be, in, I think we could be serving people in masks till next year. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. At least. Well, let, let, let's be honest, James. Some of us should wear masks. Heath, I've always said it. You're, you're really your self-esteem is low already. Don't knock yourself. It's our job. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, what I mean, what do you think? What what kind of restrictions are you are you? I mean, masks. You're expecting to run for a long, long time. I mean, are we going to see? Oh yeah. Is I it table service going to be? NHS tracking app, wear masks, sanitise, mm. and no more than uh, like a certain group size. I reckon I'll try and, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And, I agree. And, and is that going to be something that's just going to stay, or are you gonna, is it going to spike up, spike down? But with all these things and restrictions, it's hard, it's easier to get them in than it is to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think realistically, we're looking at like this year's a fucking write off. I think we're just going to, it's mm. going to be a mess. And we'll just we'll all sort of get with it. And we'll try and do our best, and that next year's will be more free. But this year, I think it's going to be a hustle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to do whatever we can do. But yeah, I think we're going to be stuck with restrictions this year. So, tell me how much fun it's going to be. None. No. 
No, it probably is. Uh, you're looking at a pair of trousers on your phone, James. Yeah, so, I was uh, just just um, I was just looking obviously with the weight I'm losing. I need to just furnish the wardrobe again. The, the, um, the, the keto diet that you're it's seafood keto, keto. seafood diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, yes, yes. Um, How's the pizza working out? Yes, yeah, nice, thanks. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it, it, in, with that in mind, then um, you know what what support would you like to see? Um, well, I think like we've seen Scotland haven't we give the, the business rates extension, but given uh, as three uh, months, it's, it's not enough. For three months. Just like my, so oh, she, yeah, yeah no, so she's saying either she thinks they're back to normal trading levels by July, or they don't have enough money to carry it on. Like, mm-hmm. no, man, like that's 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 a piss take. They should write it off for the year. Well, you need to be able to plan your business, don't you? That's the point. You need to be able to. Yeah, you got to write a budget on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at, at least they've said something. We're we're not getting that from. Uh... Oh, I, I think I think this government thinks they've done enough for us already, and they're going to give us stuff all. I can't see them doing it. They're encouraging people to hire new people. I can't see them giving us new. I can't. I reckon. I reckon they're done with us hospitality. I think they're like right. Feed them to the sharks. Who's left's left, and we'll carry on from there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, all about um, uh, VAT. Uh, I mean, we're, we're waiting for VAT. VAT breaks are fine if you've got any trade. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many? How many people were open for, oh. the, for the VAT break? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like arguing over deck chairs on the Titanic. Mm. So. Yeah. And they make it like you're doing your favour. Come on. But then, but then you saw how ridiculous those VAT breaks were extended to McDonald's and KFC with queues at the door. It was just bollocks, really. So, what what, what do you want to see then? What I mean, if you were able to to get in oh, front of Rishi, like his head's exploded at the thought. Go on, go on, five percent across the board in hospitality. I think we, you cut out Heath. No, five percent across the board in hospitality never happened. Okay. Five percent on VAT Across in the hospitality for the next year on food and drink, mm-hmm. and maybe right. and maybe a duty break Did for the brewers. Yeah, 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 we three times. Yeah, but let, let, get, encourage people to get out spending. This, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think. Like, listen, I did a bit of economics in high school and stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I don't have the level of economics, you know, studied economics like Rishi and stuff, and I don't come from a billionaire family, but I'm pretty sure I can get the economy moving a lot fucking faster than these guys. That, that, and that's the end of the podcast. I mean, Thank you very much. That's, <laughs> Heath for Parliament, yes. I think. Yeah. We have, we've already established that we'd have, um, we'd Mayor really enjoy seeing uh, mm. Heath in uh, the House of Commons. So he put the comment in the House, wouldn't he? It's, uh, <laughs> I'd keep the bar busy I'd keep the bar busy what I've got now what, I don't know then <laughs> it's probably still open frankly it, it, it was it was doing a reasonable trade wasn't it I think uh, oh, I think so yeah good, was it a couple hundred grand or something whatever it was something it's like good that. money yeah yeah. well in that case uh, let's uh, let's move on shall we Welcome back to the Lock In Podcast. We are now at the end of this week's episode. Um, so let's let's have a, a, a last little look at some of the uh, interesting highlights of the last week. Um, I mean, Heath, is there something that's, uh, that caught your attention this week? Well, I basically got stalked, hassled um, by people who wanted me to do the Open on the 30th campaign. So the, the great reopening, I think they were uh, optimistically calling it. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered how that went because I saw nothing anywhere. I didn't see police closing businesses down. I didn't see a load of pubs opening up and people spilling onto the streets. I think they decided to talk about the flat earth instead. Oh, it's, a, yeah. it's that fucking lot, isn't it? it it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, the anti vaxxers and COVID yeah. deniers and everything else. I think there was a, a hairdresser in uh, Yorkshire that sort of threatened to open, and then they put the police car outside the door, and she sort of drove up and then drove off straight away. So, uh, I mean, it was utter bollocks, wasn't it? I mean, we, we were getting, uh, we were seeing these emails of people falling onto us, and it was just the most idiotic people sort of campaigning off uh, just 
I don't know. It made no sense. It made no sense. I mean, particularly in the week that, uh, bearing in mind, this was at the time when we just passed 100,000 deaths. Mm. And these people were then going to say, you know what, we're going to have an act of civil disobedience. We're going to open up like Italy. Yeah, because that went well. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was like Italy. I mean, yeah, but that's... Also, again, I think that our customers are stupid enough to be be part of that as well. You know, it's just... We don't do ourselves any favours with that. Frankly, that nonsense. No, and I mean this wasn't just, but this wasn't just aimed at pubs. It was, it was businesses across mm. the piece. And I think, to be honest, you've got a lot more to lose as a pub operator than mm. a hairdresser. <laughs> like your license, your license. Yeah, I mean you can't operate going forward. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean it was there was a certain amount of uh, amusement and the fact that it it didn't do anything and fizzled out and got no traction whatsoever. We we didn't uh, make any uh, stock in it as well. So, um, yeah. I mean, the other thing that, that sort of uh, struck me, and it's it's quite poignant, really, is the um, uh, the importance of pubs against loneliness. And I know we've touched on this in the past. Oh, no, I think it was uh, just an email that Heath sent us both. That was a cry for help. was feeling a bit down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heath, are you lonely? Are you lonely? <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> Please don't sing. Um, I mean, well, it's true, though. I mean, there's, this is, there's two sides to this, isn't there? There's the, the, the fact, and this was a, a, an open arms report, I think it was a, it was a Heineken initiative, actually, um, talking about sort of how important pubs are in the battle against loneliness. Two-thirds of people surveyed said pub was their main source of social contact. But on top of that as well, you have seen this on social, some of the operators sort of responded out saying, actually, you know, but... It's also us, you know. This is mm. this is our social contact. We're not we're not getting this interaction with people anymore. So I mean, it's yeah. been lovely to that point, <laughs> frankly. Most half the customers it's a dream. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just, about, we're just asking. Say, just lonely? No, 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 no. We're just asking to post their money <laughs> and just get it done. No, but just maybe let's just get everyone, all the pubs to change for one day, change the name to the Lonely, was it the Loneliness Art, was it the, the Open Arms or something? Something like that, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They, can, they can have that idea for nothing. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, three kind of you, James. But it is true, it is part of that fabric of community, we all know it, we all know the good work that pubs do, um, just need the government to, 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 to take more attention. But I, I think the government's trying to change British culture. I think they've seen yeah. this opportunity, I've seen this before, and they've taken this thing, but I don't realise... I don't think they don't realise how important it is. I, I'm going to say this to be British because I'm not British, but to, you? to be British. Do you know? That? No, no, yeah. I didn't know I'm, that. I'm from Australia. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You know, I sound really posh. Mm. I educated Eden. Mm. But I don't think they don't realise how important it is to be British and how important the pub is, and that really upsets me. Um, so yeah, I think we need to make a. You know, We're in the shit when the Kiwis coming over trying to preserve our pubs. Oh, and that's eh? not good. It really isn't good. We saved you during the war. We'll save you, pubs. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Right, next. What's the next thing we're talking about? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can follow up on that. I With all that hot air, there's been a temperature spike in Highgate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't follow that. I can't follow that. So I think I'm going to draw a line under it, guys. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We will be back next week uh, talking about something or other as well. And in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe. Please do share, like, all that kind of stuff. We will see you next week. Ta-ta.